Let's move along to show and tell now, shall we? What's good, beautiful people of the world? I am a currently sweating Creator K because it's hot as fuck in Boston. It's 94 degrees and my door is closed, my windows are shut, and my fan is turned off because I want that crispy audio quality when I record. But the rub is that I, I'm hot. Yeah. Welcome to episode 34 of the Show and Tell podcast, a bi-monthly show on every first and third Tuesday of each month where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about because sharing is caring. If you're a new listener, I'm going to beat that into your brain. Sharing is caring. Well, that is if you choose to continue to listen. I guess it's up to you and not me if it gets beaten into your brain. Anyway, also welcome. If you've listened before, welcome back. In this episode, I am joined by DJ and radio host of the Future Beats show, Complexion. Genuine human being saturated with positivity that he tries to inject into every facet of life, especially the radio show, with the hopes that it will filter through to those who tune in. God damn, somebody give me a prize that you get for poetry or literature or, or words or whatever. I don't know what it's called, so may, actually maybe don't give me that award. In part one of the episode, Complexion shares where his love of space came from and how that world of intrigue joined forces with music. We chat a bit about the journey towards peace of mind through the lens of Complexion's own personal quest, and what his thought process was when he was considering retiring the Future Beat show, and what acts those thoughts and spurred the show onward and upward. In part two, Complexion follows in our last guest Andre Doughty's footsteps and brings in two items. The first is a video for the introductory track to almost every single episode of TFBS that has in large part set the aesthetic tone for the show. The second is a photograph of his late brother that not only holds memories, but incites dreaming. Two very quick things before we hop into the show. One is because I didn't mention it at the end of the episode. I said it last episode, but we have a Discord server now, which is open to anyone and everyone to talk about anything, everything, music, art, sports, video games, etc. You can find the link at the link in our social media bio at Let's Show and Tell or linktr.ee slash Let's Show and Tell. Come through, say what's up. The second thing has some good news and some bad news, and I'm going to start with the bad news. Unfortunately, during our call on Discord, Discord was kind of screwing up with the connection and Complexion's End was kind of cutting in and out around like the 35-40 minute mark. You're not going to hear that because the good news is that we had a backup recording on his end. The only thing about that is that the audio sounds a little bit different for some reason. It was, I don't know why exactly, but I'm thankful that we were able to capture the entire conversation cleanly because it's a great conversation and I hope you enjoy it. And with that said, it's time for show and tell. Welcome to episode 34 of the Show and Tell podcast. I'm your host, Creator K. Hope everyone is doing well that is listening right now. Joining me on the show, it's been a long time coming. Some of you may know who this is. It's DJ, Green Tea Connoisseur, Sneakerhead, and most importantly, the Future Beats Show Captain, DJ Complexion. What's good? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. This is the, uh, the Complex Show and Tell podcast, right? Yes, this is the Complex Show and Tell podcast. <laughs> Hopefully, Pigeons and Planes will feature us. Oh, man. That would be lovely. I can't believe they totally stole your idea. So you did see that. Of yeah. course I saw that. I was that pissed. Was, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, it's interesting because we won't get into it too much, but it's not like I have anything copyrighted or trademarked. So I just see that and I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> what, what, am I, what is a man to do about that? So I've been in that position before as well when that happens and you're like, Damn it, because what happens is then other people start thinking you've copied someone. Right. And you're like, no, no, no. I've been doing this for a very long time. Yeah, we'll we'll sort it out in one way or another. Yeah. Well, Might you, have to throw hands, as I mentioned before. You've got my vote, man. We'll so see. whatever happens, I got you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, DJ Complexion, why don't you tell the listeners who don't know who you are, who you are and what you do? Okay. So, I'm not normally very good at this. Um, so, I'm just going to read off a bunch of things that I've done <laughs> and uh, take it as you will. Um, so I'm a I'm a former uh, scratch battle DJ uh, who used to play R and B and hip hop. I was a tour DJ for a bunch of different people. Um, a young grime rapper from the UK called uh, Bonkers. I was Little Sims's tour DJ, and most recently um, Georgia Smith, who I actually did the scratches on her first single, Blue Lights. I have a radio show called The Future Beat Show. I used to have a label, which is now. A defunct called the future oh, called future beats records 
Um, I'm a sneakerhead. I like green tea. Um, I like comic books and I like Marvel. I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that's pretty all encompassing. I feel like no one is very good at explaining what they do when they do a lot of different things. So why don't you explain? And I can just kind of be like, yeah, that's me. What what you do? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this is uh, interesting. This is a very uh, nice little exercise we can do on the show. <laughs> Let's see. So I know I know you mainly as the Future Beats show host, DJ, captain, insert whatever uh, cool word okay. that you would like. <laughs> so I know you mostly as that. I knew that you were a DJ. I knew about the Georgia Smith record yeah. because I listened to one of the episodes of the Green Tea. Po- that's not what it's called. No. The Tea Party Podcast. Yes, that's right. Yes, right. Which uh, is no longer around for the time being. No, it is. Um, it's just we're taking a little break. We're going to have one more mm. episode to round off 12 episodes. And then it'll be one for every month of the year. And then we're starting a new podcast called Poolside Convos. Ooh, um, I'm very much looking forward to that. Well, it should, be, it should be fun. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah, and then I think the other descriptions that you gave yourself, Sneakerhead, Green Tea Connoisseur, are all very accurate. But I know you first and foremost as DJ Complexion, TFBS Captain. And that's how I found out about you. I found out about you through SoundCloud. Just tuned in one day. I remember exactly where I was. I was sitting in my parents' basement where I used to do some of my work post graduation from college and i heard the show come on and your soothing sounds the soothing sounds of your voice oh thank you very came much through the speakers <laughs> I, I, to be honest i don't know if this sounds weird in any way or if you get this at all but you know you have uh what, what's the term uh and now i feel like i'm about to insult you you have uh, a, a fate no that's not what it is it's you have a voice for radio I was going to yes. say a face for radio, but, but hey, I mean, you're, you're a handsome guy, too. You're a handsome guy. Too. No, no, I, that's the joke I used to make to myself all the time. I'd say, yeah, I've got, you know, I've got a face for radio. That's what I would say. Um, so it's very strange about my voice. So just to give you some background on this, a lot of people don't know this. Um, but when I was younger, I had a very bad lisp, um, which you can still hear come through sometimes. And I actually had speech therapy um to deal with the lips hmm. so i was very very nervous at public speaking i hated the sound of my voice um i just didn't like how i sounded back and then as soon as i started doing radio i had people just saying to me hey you sound great on the radio and i still to this day don't get it like i really don't i mean i i it's something that i get complimented on pretty much once or twice a week and i don't understand it i genuinely think everyone's crazy um, and I don't believe it. Um, it gets to the point when I listen back to my radio show, uh, just to listen to how it sounded, I forward past every part when I'm talking because I, I'm just so, I just don't like the sound of my voice. Um, so it's very, very strange to me. And like I said, I think you're all weirdos. I don't know why you like it, but for some reason, people seem to like it. Um, the, the reason I think I would, again, argue against myself to say why people like it is maybe because and we're sure we'll talk about this later, it's that I'm not putting on a front. I don't have a radio voice. If you listen to me now, this is how I sound when you meet me. You know, right. I, I don't... I, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't have anything. I don't put anything on. There's nothing like that whatsoever. And I think sometimes people maybe see that and that's where they kind of feel comforted by my voice, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is Joe Kay, and you're listening to Selection Radio. That's definitely going to get edited. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm, uh, you know, the whole complex thing is making me feel in a, a fighting mood. Oh, oh, so people Just, have no. to catch these hands. Call the only hand, guys. We got you, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> I am going to keep that in because I'm going to say that I also just enjoy how Joe K presents his show. And, sure. I, and I'm not claiming that he uh, puts on a front either. No, no, but no, of course. I thought I would insert some humor if I'm being straight up. Uh, yeah, which probably just took away from the joke that I just told you it was a joke, <laughs> listeners. But yeah, you know, you know how it is. So, you know, this, is, this actually leads nicely into the first thing I wanted to ask you about. It wasn't just your tone of voice, your timbre that drew me into the show. It was, as I listened along, it was just what you were saying and how you were saying it. There is a calmness to the way that you present the show. You're a very positive person and I've carried a lot of the pieces of wisdom that you shared on the show throughout my life since listening. So I wanted to ask you, have you always been this, and and listeners who listen to the show, they'll know what I'm talking about or they'll pick up on that. Have you always been this kind of positive, and almost spiritual person that's all about spreading love? Or did you have to work at it? 100% work at it. And if anyone tells you they were always like that, they're lying 100% fully. It's a lie. You know, I, I feel like for a lot of people, 
we go through trauma, we go through bad things, and then we decide to take that kind of mindset to help deal with situations. I don't think anyone is naturally always positive, if that makes sense. Well, hit, hit, let me rephrase that. I haven't met anyone who's like that. Most people that I know get this mindset after trauma, after a bad breakup, or after something else. And the reason I am this way, and I'm not always like this, because this is the other problem I have, because when people listen to my show, you hear me for two hours every week. And I'm not sure how many hours are in a week, so I do apologize to all the mathematicians up there. Um, but it's two hours out of a whole week's worth of hours. It's not a lot. So you're only getting a very small part of me. If you speak to any of my exes, you speak to my friends, my family, they will tell you that I have bad days. Um, I can be very irritable. I can be very impatient. Um, there's a bunch of things I have, and I've never wanted people to think that I'm this 24-7 positive person because real life isn't like that. But what I do with the show is I don't put anything on. It's not an act or anything. It's just I've had so many people in my life who have messed me around, made promises they haven't come through with, whether it's DJs, producers, people at work or anything. And I've been screwed around quite a lot in my life because I'm someone who I'm very, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Gullible. Being gullible in the music industry isn't a good trait to have. Um, so I told myself I will never do that to someone or I will try my best to not do that to someone. So in a way, when I'm talking about positivity on the show and everything else, I, I do it because I, I know that sometimes people just need to hear something like, yo, you've got this. I believe in you. And I genuinely do. And a lot of people can attest to this. When I've said to people, hey, if you're not having a good time, if you need to talk to someone about something, feel free to hit me up. And people have called me, whether it's, you know, on on the phone or whether it's through email or DMs, and I've helped people. And this is why I kept the show like how it is in terms of being not positive, but just being spiritual and helping push people forward, if that makes sense. If I can, if I can give someone that little, as we say in the UK, kick up the ass, I'm sure you guys say it as well, then sometimes that's what they need. Sometimes someone just needs to hear someone say, hey, you got this, I believe in you. And if it can, if just saying that can help people, why wouldn't I have that attitude? Why wouldn't I want to help people? Absolutely. And I think it shows I've only been a part of the TFBS Discord channel or server rather for a, for a few weeks now, but it shows that the community, it, it, that positivity and um, just overall, you know, positive mindset has really resonated and rubbed off on the community. And it, and it's, it almost becomes cyclical and just this bubble of, I'm trying to think of a different word than positivity. I'm trying to flex my uh, synonym skills and I'm failing right now. So I'm synonym. just going to keep using such a great word. Though, positivity. Synonym is such a great word though, isn't it? Synonym is, is so is cinnamon. So is sim. Yeah. I'm not a big fan yeah. of a uh, cinnamon. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm twisting you up right now. Already. I brought oh. you on the show to, to, to string you up and whatnot. Yeah. It's all but good. Um, as, <laughs> as I was saying, I, you know, if you are, a member of the TFBS community, if you're a TFBS astronaut, as we call ourselves, it's like a cult at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it, but it's the best kind of cult, I think, because everybody shares, you know, uh, a similar mindset. In that, it's basically what you just said. You know, everybody has their days, but we can all kind of help lift each other up. And you have this vessel, which I think cheers a lot of people up or just calms them down. Because I know it, it does for me. I mean, the music that you play is generally chill i mean there's a lot there's upbeat stuff there's some stuff that you can dance to some some trap thrown in there uh here and there some hip-hop but generally it just has a calming vibe and i think that you as a host kind of accentuate that and furthermore there's a spacey vibe to the show where did your love of space come from so before we talk about that um just to just give you a bit of a uh, background on the show itself mm, please so yes. i've been djing for a very long time i'd say coming up to 17, 18 years now, and probably professionally for 13, 12 or 13 years. And uh, when I would DJ up and down the country, when I got back into the car, I'd have my long two and a half hour, three hour drive home. I would listen to podcasts or um, I would listen to music, obviously, as you do in your car. And the last thing I wanted to hear after finishing a three or four hour set in a loud club with bumping music was anything even remotely similar to that. 
So I would listen to soundtracks of movies like scores, sorry, not soundtracks, but uh, movie scores, um, orchestral versions, and even video game soundtracks I would listen to just to help me calm down, chill out. And then from there, I kind of moved into kind of lo-fi. Well, it wasn't really lo-fi at the time, but I guess one could argue it was called trip-hop and kind of ambient music as well. Mm-hmm. And then through that, I discovered uh, an artist who goes by the name of Ferris Bueller. Uh, no, that's not his name. That's the name of the film. <laughs> that, his name was yes. <laughs> Ferris Bueller. Mueller, sorry. And he had uh, a couple of R&B remixes but they were very future, well, what we now call future beatsy. And I played them on the, on my then radio show, which is an R&B and hip hop show. Um, and then as I dived more into the scene, I discovered Darker Than Wax, who had some amazing artists, a guy called Samuel Truth, a guy called Wavy. Um, I discovered uh, Full Crate, um, a guy called L Train from Brighton, UK, a bunch of people, and then through their selection. And I was like, wow, there's a whole label that has this kind of sound. And then that's when I discovered this whole kind of ecosystem of this very, again, now I'll describe it as spacey, but very sparse kind of minimal sounding hip hop is the only way I can guess I can describe it. No, in fact, let me rephrase that. The way I describe it to people is it's the most organic sounding electronic music that you've ever heard in your life. That's my apt description. Mm. So through that, when I would be uh, just laying in my bed or somewhere listening to his music, it would always conjure this image of space to me like it always would the thing was i've always been interested in space anyway because for me i just couldn't believe that people just don't look up and are fascinated by stars or the moon or anything else you know like to me it's just the most incredible thing the way our uh, galaxy is and our solar system just is it's so amazing to me that the planets have their own attributes and you know, NASA, if you go on any of their blogs or anything, they'll tell you there's planets out there. Just, they Obviously, we haven't set foot on, but there's some amazing planets out there. There's a planet which, um, from what I'm led to believe, this is what NASA have kind of mentioned, that the ozone layer of this planet will only let red light into the planet. So imagine if there isn't any, any what we call greenery on the planet, it's all red. Hmm. Red grass, red leaves, red bushes, red whatever. And to me, that's amazing. There's another planet where supposedly it rains diamonds sideways. What? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. This is what I mean. There's there's all these things that I'm like, why aren't people fascinated by this? Like, why is it something that no one questions or wants to know? Why don't we have this wonder about this? So I've always been really much into planet, planet, sorry, in space. But as you can imagine, this is not something you want to talk about on a first date to someone. Like, hey, do you know there's a planet out there where it rains diamonds sideways? Um, (laughs) I don't think people would be like very into that. So um, I kept it to myself. And then when uh, I would listen to some of this music, um, I will tell everyone now, um, if you're able to, and I'm sure, Kay, you can link this in the uh, description. There's a track by a young man called uh, Sentinel Beach, and it's by a guy called Wavy. Uh, W-A-Y-V-E-E and it's one of the songs that definitely gave me the inspiration of putting space with the music together it's incredible and I just thought if I can link what I love about space with this music I can talk about space and maybe help people think about or see what I see the fascination I have with music and space and maybe I can sell it to them in a really nice kind of package which is like hey if you like this kind of music imagine floating through space listening to this music does that make sense that's no it, it totally makes sense i i that's amazing yeah that's amazing yeah and that's literally what it was it was just a way for me to talk about geeky stuff that i'm a huge fan of um and yeah and, and that's literally it it was just a way of um combining two of my favorite things which is music and space and uh i'm a big fan of like I, one of my projects that I'm working on, and only a few people know this, so this is an exclusive for you, is I'm actually rescoring Terminator 2, uh, the movie, with um, music that I found. And I've always, like one of my dream jobs is to be able to score movies, TV shows, video games, or be a music supervisor. So for me, um, even before I was doing this, I was getting video game trailers and rescoring them with like Future Beat stuff and other things, and just putting them out there. And I think if you do something like that, people will definitely pay more attention to something because if it sounds 
right if it if it matches perfectly people will love it and for me doing radio i can't really show them the visuals that i see in my head but i can describe it so the whole idea about hey we're floating past jupiter right now you feel free to look out your window and everything else i know it sounds really corny to anyone who has listened to the show but please if you listen to the show you'll totally understand what i mean and people seem to really buy into it and they really like it so i had people messaging me like hey, I'm ready for my space trip this week. Save me a seat, you know, and things like that. Which, <laughs> yeah. Which I love. Um, and that's kind of, I know that's a very uh, long way of describing what you're asking, but that's where my love of space came from, basically. Fascinating. I, I find that very fascinating. I'm the same way. I, I love to, music makes me visualize. That's partly why, actually, I should give more credit to that. It's a main reason why I got into the visual arts because when I would listen to music, I would just, visualize it's not abnormal a lot of human beings do that but i would also just you know envision space flying through space through the oceans through a a a gigantic forest whatever it may be and i I definitely that definitely resonates with me and you are able to kind of translate that through visuals now that you're on twitch well i'm sure i think we're going to talk about this aren't we so yeah now um because of you know at the time of recording this podcast we are in a pandemic and I don't see anything getting better anytime soon. I hope it does, but I doesn't look like right now. Um, yeah, so it'll take some time. It'll take some time for sure. Um, so I haven't been going to the studio, the radio studio, to record the show or broadcast the show. Um, and for the longest time, um, because I'm an avid gamer, a lot of my video gaming friends would say, hey, man, why don't you broadcast on Twitch? And the thing with Twitch is, is if you're familiar with Twitch, as Kay, I'm sure you are as well, um, it's a very toxic place. And I didn't want to be on Twitch for that very reason, because when I started doing my show for the first time, I remember I shared it on Reddit Future Beats. And Reddit Future Beats, I still don't like you guys because you're very mean. When I first put my show on there, they were all saying to me, this guy talks so much shit, I hate his voice, Um, his music choice is great, but I wish he would shut the fuck up, is what they would say. <laughs> that, that that nice compliment thrown in there, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, which was nice. I was kind of like, okay, thanks. I hate you, but you have good taste. Yeah, and they were saying like, you know, I wish this guy would shut the fuck up. I don't know why he keeps talking. And then I was like, guys, I've literally gone out of my way to create something that I love about this music. And all you're doing is sitting there and just not even giving me good feedback. You're just... No, as we say in the UK, taking the piss out of me. That's all you're doing. Um, I remember at the time I had like a thousand plays. I was like, look, I've had a thousand plays. So clearly I'm doing something right. And then one person was so petty that he went, listened to my show, wrote down all the songs that I had played, made a playlist and then said, hey, I've made a playlist of all the songs he's played in the show. You can listen to it without his annoying voice. Oh, man. And now when I go back and look at all those uh, comments, they've all been deleted. <laughs> but they're, I have, all, they're all super fans now. I have, re- I have receipts. But no, that's actually happened. There's a few people who uh, used to say very mean things on my uh, SoundCloud um, streams. Oh, sorry, on the SoundCloud shows. And uh, they didn't change their name and then came back and were like, oh, hey, man, I love the show. And I'm like, yeah, dude, if you just scroll up, you can still see the messages you were sending me before. You know. <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm a big believer of growth and I know that people can change over time. And sometimes, you know, people are angry and they just put their anger out in different ways. You know, maybe the person was having a bad day and they were just listening to the show and like, I wish this guy would shut up. And they were like, I'm gonna tell him to shut up. Maybe that's what it was. Um, but I'm like I said, I'm a big believer in growth. And I feel like the, the me from one year ago is different to the me now. And I wouldn't want anyone to judge me how I was a year ago, if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. And also to those people, I know it's in the past, so what's the point of really responding to them? Uh, but it's a radio show. The radio shows are hosted by DJs. Ah, but see, Kay, here's the who, thing. Who speak. But here's Am the I thing. wrong in saying that? No, you're completely right. But you have to remember, there's a whole generation of people that haven't grown up with that. They've grown up around podcasts or playlists. So for them, a podcast is where you talk. A playlist is just music. They don't understand the concept of radio because of younger people they don't listen to the radio. Yeah, that's fair. You know, so you're right. You're totally right. Yeah, yeah. So that's my way of thinking. But it's also like, hey, I'm just talking about the music. That's all I'm doing. I'm literally just saying why I like this song. And on every show, I say, hey, if you can, please support these people. Don't just listen to this song on my show. Go and give them a follow. Go and repost their music. 
tell them how much you love their music if you like it you know please do that because my show is now a platform i feel like for people to showcase their music and that's what i want um, and that's what i ever talk about it's not as if i'm there like hey my name's complexion i'm one of the greatest human beings in the world i don't do that i don't talk about myself like that i i was just saying hey if you're having a bad day i hope it improves and here's a song that might help you be in a better mood that's it so it really knocked me for six when people were doing that but then this is toxicity, I guess. And Twitch is even worse than that. So I was very, very apprehensive of going on Twitch. And the only reason I did it was um, since the, the lockdown, obviously we're now slowly coming up the lockdown, but clubs aren't opening anytime soon. So I thought, okay, I need to do something to keep busy. So I started broadcasting my show on Instagram Live. Um, and anyone that's familiar with Instagram Live knows how much it sucks um and really bad <laughs> music yeah it's really really bad so i thought i have to do this i'm going to do an instagram live no problem so what i would do is i'd balance my phone on some shoe boxes and point it at my tv and i'd have a youtube video running of either a very chill video game or of someone walking through a back street or a, a city in, in Tokyo, sorry, up, up somewhere in Japan or South America and just have these views and just, I would play music over it. Um, the problem is, is if you've ever seen any of my Instagram lives, sometimes the phone will fall off my shoeboxes. <laughs> uh, sometimes the cable will get removed. And then also if I played anything that would get copyrighted, Instagram would just shut down my stream straight away. And it was really, really messy. And then one day I thought, okay, I'm just gonna go into Twitch. I'm gonna see what happens went onto Twitch and it definitely improved things in the sense that the copyright system isn't as bad. I could run really good visuals on there. The problem was I was having a lot of issues with my MacBooks because MacBooks aren't as good as people say they are, unfortunately, and they can't handle a lot of video stuff. So I could only use videos that were very small or very bad quality. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't work at all. So then some of my listeners started saying, hey, why don't you just get a PC? I said, cool, I'll just buy one. So one guy, shout out to Kevin, he is a computer genius. He even said to me, no, 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 you're going to build a PC and I'm going to help you. So he told me the parts to buy. I ordered the parts and it took us five and a half, maybe six hours to build a PC together. Now, the thing with Kevin is he's in New Jersey. And as you can probably tell by my accent, I'm from London. So we did all of this <laughs> on Twitch. So I was streaming me building the PC and poor Kevin had a 15 second delay on the video, oh my. but would still help me build everything. And I'm very happy to say that the computer booted on first try, on the first try, and it Ooh. worked, it was great. So Kevin, I am forever grateful to Kevin for his help. He's amazing, a wonderful human being. And once we got the PC working, everything worked great. So if you haven't seen my Twitch stream, uh, we have like amazing visuals now, like, you know, crispy visuals, as we say, and we have music over playing over it. And Twitch is great because one of the problems with the radio show was, is that I always felt that people got to hear me and listen to me, but I could never communicate with the listeners. If I did, it would be in the future, in the sense that, for example, if you listen to the show, you would then email or DM me on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, hey, I listened to the show, it was great. We didn't have like an in, you know instant kind of communication, um, unless you were listening to the show live. Um, now with Twitch, we have that constantly. It's a constant back and forth. But the other great thing is people talk within themselves as well, which is great to see. So I am super thankful for Twitch. Um, and I haven't explored too much of Twitch because I know it can be a very toxic place. Very, very toxic. Um, I'm just glad that I have this small platform that's great for um, communicating with my listeners and also being able to showcase the other part of the Future Beat show, which is the visuals. Because for the longest time, I've had all these amazing things in my head that I couldn't get out because it just doesn't work with radio. Now with Twitch streaming, it does. That's dope. And yo, everyone listening, get you a get you a Kevin in your life. Oh, you need a Kevin in your life. No, seriously, yeah. Kevin's amazing. Like the fact that this guy had the patience of a monk and not only helped me build the PC, but you know, recommended parts. And immediately, if anyone's having problems with their PC, he's immediately like, tell me what's wrong, I'll help you. And he does it so selflessly. He doesn't take, I tried to offer him money, everything. He wouldn't take a thing off me. And 
Kevin's amazing. Like he genuinely is. He's um, someone I'm so glad that I came across. I have another funny story actually. So when I was doing my uh, last US tour, where I actually met UK for the first time, which was very, very Indeed. Cool. Um, Indeed. Uh, when I was in New York on my last gig before heading back to London, Kevin was there. And the thing with Kevin is he's actually uh, a sneaker guy, just like I am. So when I got into the club, I saw Kevin and his friend, they were in, like on the side and they kind of looked over a couple of times. I'm like, why is this guy looking over? Is he going to beat me up? Because Kevin's a big dude. Like he's not a small dude, you know, he's a big guy. And I was just like, oh, maybe they just maybe recognize me or something. Not like uh, as I'm a complexion, maybe they think I'm someone else. So I did my set, I was leaving and then Kevin came running over. I was like, oh my God, he's, he's going to punch me in my head or something like, wow, he's really, he's going to do something. And he just kind of said, yo, I'm a fan of the show. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Um, and he goes, as he was punching you. As he was punching me, yeah. yeah he just yeah. started punching you and complimenting you at the same time. You're like, what's going on? This is so confusing. <laughs> is this what they do in New York? This is so weird. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then he took his shoe off and he goes, can you please sign my shoe? <laughs> And the reason he asked to sign his shoe, I, I thought you said it. I thought you were going to say he was going to start hitting you with his shoe. <laughs> yeah, and this. <laughs> um, the reason he asked me to sign his shoe is um, so Nike uh, they released uh, a pair of one of my favorite shoes, the Air Max ninety. They had a Mars shoe, Mars landing shoe, which has a print of the planet Mars around the shoe. So it's very, very perfect for my whole aesthetic. Um, and he said, "Look, can you sign it, please?" And I was like, Kevin, I love, well, I didn't know his name then. I was like, dude, I love these shoes. I have them myself. I'm not ruining your shoes by signing them. You don't need me to sign. Can we just take a picture instead, please? Like, I don't want to ruin your shoes. And he was so adamant. I was like, okay, fine. And he pulled out a silver marker and I signed these shoes so begrudgingly because they're such a beautiful pair of shoes, uh, pair of sneakers. And that's where our friendship started from there. Connections. Those are real, real connections made through the internet. This is it. And yeah, I said this to Kevin, like, I'm so glad that you came across the show because, hey, look at us now. Who would have thought? Not me. It's like that, uh, that hot ones thing. Who would have thought? Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone needs a Kevin in their life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So absolutely. yeah. So that's uh, with Twitch, basically. That's why we uh, moved to Twitch. And the change has been, uh, the transference, sorry, has been pretty easy because i'm a gamer anyway so i was very familiar with twitch but it was interesting because at the time there were a lot of people that weren't familiar with twitch you know what's a twitch what do you mean you have to sign up and things like that but now these people are now like hey this is my favorite stream check this check this check this and everyone's kind of made the transition which is great so i'm looking forward to seeing where twitch goes yeah me too i'm happy to be uh, an observer and somewhat of a participant, just like the rest of the listeners. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes as well. And you mentioned the word transition, which leads me to the next thing I wanted to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. About a year ago, maybe, I don't know, time, the whole pandemic has made time oh. wild. And um, so it might, it might be even over a year ago by now, but some time ago around episode 200 of TFBS, you were contemplating moving on and you were vocal about this. I'm, you know, you mentioned it on the show, like if the show were to end, this is what would happen or, you know, you go check out Night Swim Radio, yeah, et cetera, or, et cetera. Or, or show and tell, obviously. Or yeah, no, thank, <laughs> thank you, you didn't have to say that. Yeah, shout out to, to Complex. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd get along well with those Reddit users because there's no music, it's just me talking. Oh God, yeah. No, but the good thing It'd is- be even worse. You, you make it very obvious what you do, which is great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. the thing, you know, but I love this sh the concept of your show. Like, it's amazing. When you first asked me to be a guest, I was like, this is amazing. And I'm really, I didn't think of this. Um, so I'm totally gonna buy you out and gonna take over the show. <laughs> it's gonna be mine. Uh, I Hey, I'm open to it. Fuck that other question I was about to ask. Let's keep talking about this. Uh, but no, uh, so you were saying about, uh, yes. So yeah, what, what was what was kind of going through your head? Where were you at mentally um, when you were contemplating moving on? And okay. what kind of changed your mind if, if you even had sort of a, a mind change? Okay, so um, here's the thing. Um, and I think a few people, if they listen to this, they might take it the wrong way. And please don't take it the wrong way. But what happens is, is when I'm doing the show, because I'm very open in terms of, you know, if you have a bad day, you know, I hope it gets better. If you need to talk to anyone, feel free to talk to me. Um, you know, anything I can do to help is great. Uh, and I love doing that. I'd openly do that without any problems whatsoever. But the thing is, is I have gone through a, things in my life which have caused me to have 
trauma which I haven't dealt with. Um, so at 16, I lost my father. And at 18, I lost my younger brother who was nine years old. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Since then, well, thank you. Um, and since then, um, you know, as time goes on, you lose family members, of course, you know, but we've lost other family members. I mean, luckily, some to old age, but some to sickness and things. And for me, it was always something that I just kind of just dealt with and has moved on. I mean, I didn't move on. That's the wrong term. Sorry. I meant as in, I just put it to the side and I was like, right, I have to be here for my family. I have to just do this for this person, or this person. I remember I dropped out of, um, what we say sixth form. What would you guys say? Because obviously our, our education systems are slightly different. But um, High school? I mean, high school? I, I don't know. Or I mean, well. University? Well, what we do, we have high school, which we do until we're 16. And then we go to mm-hmm. college until 18. And then we go to university. So it's a little. Oh, so it's like graduate school yeah, sort of? Yeah, kind of. I guess. It's, it's slightly yeah. different. But let's just say I was 16 when I lost my dad and 18 when I lost my mother. Mm-hmm. So I dropped out of school. I worked for a year um, before I could do anything else because I had to support my family um, and did all that. And I've never actually dealt with it. I never have, you know. And a lot of the times when I, like even now when I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I have mood swings, that's the wrong term, but when I'm feeling down, a lot of it, sometimes it is because of what I've been through. And I've been with people in my past and people around me who I haven't felt comfortable telling because they've had their own demons to deal with as well. So I've just, as time's gone on, gone on, I've kept it inside and I just haven't dealt with it. And I'm really sad to say it's only been in the last couple of months where I've really kind of been like, ah, oh, I need to deal with this trauma. I need to actually accept what I need to accept and either speak to therapist or just, you know, have some time by myself to work out what I need to do to be in a better place. Because my anxiety on a regular day is through the roof. Like it really is. Um, and uh, I'm constantly worried about things. It gets to the point when it's, it's so bad that I'm actually laughing about it. But it gets to the point when if I'm not anxious, I'm anxious because I'm not anxious. If that makes sense. I'm actually worried. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I not stressed right now? And what happens is when I'm doing the show, I have so many wonderful messages. I'm, and I'm not going to do, I'm totally firing shots here. I'm not going to do what other radio shows do where they share these little private messages they get and things like that for clout online because I respect people's privacy. But I've had messages from people who have told me the show is the reason, well, the show is one of the reasons why they're still alive. I've had other people tell me it's helped them through depression. I've had other people tell me it's helped them through sickness, uh, through breakups, to getting together with people, to speaking to estranged parents, to finding themselves, to coming out, um, all kinds of things. And have said to me, it's because of the way when you talk on the show, we felt like you're talking to us. And that's why we've been able to do these things in life. And it's so incredible. The problem is, if I ever thought about not doing the show, it made me feel like, what if there's a person out there that isn't feeling great and is thinking of doing something very horrible? And if just, I'm not saying the show is a magical healer or anything or nothing like that, but what if just me being on the show and saying to this person, hey, you got this, you're going to make it through, don't worry, it's okay. What if I didn't do the show that one day the person needed me to do it and they did something that they can't come back from? That's the kind of pressure that I had to deal with towards the latter half of the show, as in coming up to episode 200. Because, Mm -hmm. like I said, I'm a very anxious person anyway. I overthink things, I overanalyze constantly. Um, and I know it's because of what I've been through in my life. I know that's what it is. So to have this extra pressure on there, it really got to me. And I thought, I can't keep doing this. I, I don't want it, like, without signing bad, I don't want it to be my responsibility because it's such a big responsibility to have. And I know when people tell me what the show's done for them, I know they say to me with the best intentions. And it's so amazing because I never thought this is the kind of effect that the music and the show would peop- it would have on people. But can you imagine being that kind of pressure being on someone, you know, and for me being myself, I make it worse for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can, I can, I can imagine that. So this is why I kind of made the the thing. I was like, right, episode 190, I'm going to announce that there's 10 episodes left and this is going to be the final 10 and 200, we're going to stop. And uh, I, you know, I had this whole thing planned where it's like, look, you have all these other amazing radio shows. And just like you mentioned earlier, okay, like, 
Night Swim Radio is such an amazing show. The guys behind it are so the most wonderful human beings I've ever met. And I'm really happy to say if once the Future Beat Show does eventually end, please support, well, even now, support Night Swim Radio. They're amazing. Um, and I love everything about them in terms of what they do, their music, everything. So support those guys. No pressure, Night Swim. Yeah, Can, no pressure, Night Swim. Now, now you have to keep going. <laughs> you have to outlast TFBS. Yeah, so there's no pressure whatsoever, but I love those guys. And Yeah, cosign. I, um, I, I'd happily, you know, when, when I stop the show, they are the next guys, 100%, without a doubt. Um, and yeah, that was the plan. And a lot of people, obviously, understandably, were very upset and saying to me, no, 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 you can't end it, you can't end it. But that was the reason why I wanted to end it at 200 because I felt like it was a nice round number. And like, it's a good solid number. You know, 200 episodes of anything yeah. is great. And in, in a selfish kind of way, I also kind of wanted to go out at the peak. Like I, I, I always want to leave when the party's at, at, its, at its peak. You know, that's the best time to leave, I feel like. So I much rather would have left when people were like, oh, we still want the Future Beat show over what he's still going on he's still doing it <laughs> you know so that was the thinking of wanting to stop the show at episode 200 i appreciate you sharing all of that with me and it's still here what is it episode yeah. 245 uh just finished episode 245 so the reason i'm still doing the show is have you heard episode 200 i mean yes i was i was yeah, a part of it of course yeah no i, I noticed oh i didn't know <laughs> You, that was a rhetorical question <laughs> I thought you were asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, if you listen to the show, like, I cried during that show numerous times. The fact that I had all these voices from all over the world sending me the most incredible messages and song choices. I just sat there and I remember um, much love to my one of my best friends, a young man who goes by the name of Amir Music, um, who ha I've known him for years. He's amazing. And I always like to say this because I'm so proud of him. He actually won a Grammy for working on Rihanna's last album. Um, he's an amazing engineer. And I was sitting in his studio and we were editing all the clips together because he was adding his little spice onto it to make it sound nicer. And just sitting there listening to all the messages, I was just like, how can I stop this? Like all this pressure that I get and I have, I just, that moment, I felt like I put this pressure on myself. I, I, it's my fault. No one's no one's putting this pressure on me. No one's saying to me, hey, Complexion, you've got to help me through this. People message me and tell me, you've helped me through this. And I thought, I'm doing that to myself. I can't keep making myself feel bad. I can't keep doing that to myself. It has to stop. And then that's why the show came back. I mean, well, that's why it didn't stop. I was like, yeah, I can't stop this. I, I really can't. Um, it was... Uh, so in case if you're not familiar with episode 200, just to break it down to everyone who hasn't heard it, um, the show starts off with just a uh, an intro by myself. Oh, no, actually, it, it actually starts off with um, a clip of me talking on the first ever Future Beat show, which is, uh, and it's so funny because I'm so hype, I'm so excited, and I'm like, yo, what's good, everyone? It's the Future Beat show. Um, and yeah, it's it, you could totally tell I hadn't found my stride at all. And then it opens up with uh, just me just saying, look, look, thank you so much for everything. I never thought the show would get to this stage. Um, and then I had listeners send in a voice note uh, and choose a song. And I just wanted them to tell me why they chose this song. That's what it was. And we had like I think about 50 people in total. And some of the messages were amazing, you know, and I didn't want people to sit there and be like, this is why we love the Future Beat Show. I wanted them to say, this is why we've chosen this song. But like 90% of the people were just like, look, we love the Future Beat Show. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And it was amazing you know, just to hear different accents, different people. Um, and also, I've shouted out a lot of these people on the show. It was nice for me and the listeners to put a voice to the name as well, which was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. It's funny you mentioned the bit about how people kind of almost used it as a, an opportunity to thank the show. When I listened back through the show, I realized that I was one of the few who didn't thank you. Yeah, but that's <laughs> good though. The show. Good, right? okay. no, yeah, but, uh, but I, I also was like, oh, wow, I, I blanked on that. So let me take this opportunity and say thank you for what you do. And, and you know, thank you for the show. No, you're uh, most welcome. Thank I, you for just being supportive. You know, it was so nice to actually meet you and obviously your brother, of course. Um, and I look forward to coming back, uh, hopefully, soon. Definitely. This sounds like it's the end of the show right now. But oh, it's, it's not. not. No, no, definitely. No, no. <laughs>
Um, before we move on to part two, sure. I just have one quick question. I don't want you to go into too too much depth about it because I think it's more it's more of an uh, subjective answer because I, I also think that the people listening who have listened to the show will have different answers because, sure. again, it's subjective. So you are the TFBS captain. People fly on the spaceship with you through space. Yes. What does your spaceship look like? Ah. Uh. Have you ever envisioned that? Like, I what, have. What, do you have a color scheme, or are there certain I've, rooms? I've envisioned the inside more than anything else. But you know what exactly what it looks like now that you said this. Have you seen uh, the Phantom Menace Star Wars? Yes. So uh, Padme's chromed out ship. That's what it looks like. Oh, that's nice. That's exactly what it looks like. And inside, it's just it's just amazing inside. Like it's just a really nice. Uh, how? Oh, let me let me let me think. How is it like inside? I know exactly. What, no, go neo classical. No, I was I was just trying <laughs> to think of design trends. <laughs> no, I'd say on the inside, it looks like whatever you want it to look like. Mm. Whatever you feel the most comfiest with, the most coziest with, that's how it looks. But on the outside, it looks like a chromed out Concord. That's exactly what it looks like. That's dope. Yeah. The, the one thing that comes to mind for me is is just a viewing room. Some room with a giant window. Oh, for sure. That, yeah, that you can no. just, you can look out. No, of course, 100%. Yeah, completely. That's exactly what that is. Cool. Well, we will end off part one on that note. In between parts one and two, if you would like to pause the show and visualize what the TFBS spaceship looks like, go for it. But please press play because we'll be back in just a second. Welcome back to the Show and Tell podcast. This is part two of the show where I ask the guests to bring in an item of significance, something that means something to them, something that has helped shape their lives. They share what it means to them, why you might like it too in some cases, and we get to learn a little bit more about the guests through this item. So Complexion, what have you brought into Show and Tell to share with the audience? So I have brought two things with me, um, which I'm only- That's not allowed. Hey, 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 hey. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you say this, but I listened to the last podcast. <laughs> oh, yep. No, you're right. You got me. <laughs> no, it's to- totally cool. Um, no, because these two, these uh, it's only because these two things are very- uh, special to me. So the first thing is the video of, uh, well, it's a music video by an amazing producer, a French Vietnamese gentleman who goes by the name of Onra. And it's actually the video uh, from his long distance EP. And the track is called Intro. And the intro is actually what I use on the Future Beat Show each and every week. I've been using this intro since pretty much day one, I think. And I still use it and will continue to use it. Now, the video to this uh, song is incredible. I mean, you watch this and it just takes you to a million different places. It's just the most wonderful thing I've ever seen in my life, the way it is. And it pretty much did give me the aesthetic for the Future Beat Show. So if you get a chance, please go to YouTube, type in Onra, O-N-R-A, intro, and it will come up. Um, just some background on this. Onra is such an amazing producer. And I used the intro without kind of really asking him. Um, and I felt really bad. But I did reach out to him a couple of times. And the most craziest thing to me was he once DM'd me. It was like, hey, bro, um, just to let you know, I've made a new intro on my new EP coming out. And I did it thinking of you. So hopefully you can change the old one to the new one. So me using something for the longest time then inspired him to go make something new that I could use on my show, which is just insane to me. So if you listen to the Future Beat Show, you'll hear me sometimes switch out the intro for the new intro or the old intro. But this intro from Onra is just like the show wouldn't exist. The two most important things with TFBS are the intro by Onra and you, the listeners. And, and the listeners, those are the two most important things for TFBS and what powers TFBS. So yeah, if you get a chance, please go and check this intro out. It's just the best thing in the world. Yeah, that's dope. I, I, I knew, once you said Onra, I knew that that's what you were talking about. I didn't know there was a video though. So now I'm, I just wrote it down. I'm really excited to go check yeah, it. And obviously it'll be in the show notes for sure. Perfect, amazing. What is the second thing that you have brought in? Okay, so the second thing 
um, is actually a picture I have of my brother, who was probably seven, maybe eight years old at the time. And it's a picture of him on my turntables, my old, old turntables. They were the SoundLab DLP1 turntables. They were, I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty of the turntables, but they were horrible. But hey, I was super young. I couldn't afford anything else. And it's actually a picture of him on these turntables pretending to DJ. And the reason it's so special to me is because it just reminds me or makes me think of what if. And I'm not going to try to end this on a negative thing, but I try to look at it as a positive. You know, it's a, it's really sad to me that he's not here anymore. However, I like to think in some kind of universe out there, you know, if you believe in the multiverse theory, in some universe, he is here. And maybe he took up DJing. Maybe he didn't. You know, me and my sister occasionally talk about this. And we say, I wonder what he would be like if he was still here. And a part of me thinks, would he, because he loved video games. And uh, I knew he would definitely play video games like I do. But for me, the whole other DJing side of things would, would have been amazing if he would have got into it. And who knows, maybe he would have been even better than me. Maybe it would have been him doing the Future Beat Show. Who knows? But to me, it's just a nice reminder of taking time out to dream about things and let the mind wander. Because a lot of people, they look negatively on dreamers. Like I've been called a dreamer a lot. People are like, oh, you just dream too much, man. You don't get things done. But I'm like, no, it's very important to dream and let your mind wander and just want to think about things, you know, just question things and just let your mind go wherever it wants to go. And seeing the picture of my brother on the turntables with the headphones on always makes me smile, but it also just makes me just think about what if, you know, and I don't try to dwell on things too much because I know there's nothing I can do to change anything, but I will always think of him and I'll remember him. And this is just one of those pictures that makes me smile every single time. And it encourages me to keep dreaming, to keep just letting my mind go wherever it wants to go in a healthy way, of course. Good. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's definitely most important. Yeah. And that's, that's really beautiful to hear. Thank you, man. So complexion has just showed me the picture and your brother looks confident. <laughs> yeah. So confident, right? <laughs> He looks confident and well, and you know, if, if I have your permission, we'll share this on our oh, of course. Uh, Instagram as yeah, well. No, it's totally fine by me. Yeah. And even the hand, look at his left hand. He's got the hand movements down and everything. Uh, yeah. He already <laughs> looks better than I could ever imagine. I would be a, a, being a DJ. I've dabbled definitely not on, on turntables, but yeah, he, he looks boss. Yeah. And this is what I mean. So you want to look at this picture. It's just, it just makes me smile because he's totally acting up for the camera. He has confidence that I've never had in my life, you know? And, um, and yeah, I love the hand. I love, he's got the, uh, the other hand on the headphones as well. So he's definitely taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a great picture. Yeah. And you can see in Michael Jordan poster in the background as well. Original nineties, Michael Jordan poster. Of course. <sighs> love Michael Jordan. Of course. Michael love Jordan Michael Jordan. I mean, who, who, well, I'm sure uh, Isaiah Thomas doesn't look like <laughs> But here's the thing, Kate. Some other players. I don't know if you know, but you know I'm like a diehard Seattle Supersonics fan. I th yeah, I, yeah, I think I knew that. So seeing, you know, watching um, uh, The Last Dance when he laughed about Gary Payton, he was talking nonsense, man. Gary had his number. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's the glove. The gl this is what I mean. And Sean Kemp, come on. I mean, look, there were no Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen and Rodman, but they were still dope. Yeah, no, I mean, the whole era, the whole era was dope. I mean, I was very young and I, I for most of it, I wasn't even alive and alive for. I was born in 94, but I definitely remember um, some of that era. Sure, is, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. This is a question I've asked other guests in the past who are involved in music. Has music always been a big part of your family? So most people know this story. Um, so if you've heard this, please forgive me. So my dad was into music, but he wasn't a music head. So he... I remember we listened to Nat King Cole in the car and things like that. So that's what he was into. My sister likes music, but she's not, again, she's not like a music head, so to speak. Uh, my mum's not really into music at all. However, my mum's youngest brother, my uncle, he, um, so my family's from Pakistan. And in Pakistan, my uncle is that guy in terms of like, he's cool with all the big musicians in Pakistan. Like he has played with a lot of them. He is, you know, plays instruments and everything. He's been their road manager, done stuff on radio, all kinds of things. Um, and weirdly, none of his kids are doing anything like that, which is very strange. So that's kind of the music in, in my family. For me, um, growing up, I was a complete geek, but this is when geeks weren't cool. Like geeks are super cool now. But back when I was younger, 
I was, I mean, let's just say a dork, so to speak, you know, like no one would want to listen to me talk about my Spider-Man comics or anything like that. So I used to have a crush on this girl and uh, there was no way she was going to date me because I was a dweeb. There's no way. She was like the coolest, hottest girl in the year. You know, she was amazing. After, you know, trying to get the confidence to speak to her, we actually were to get, sitting together in a maths class once. And she, we were having a conversation and she says to me, my cousin is a DJ. DJs are so cool. Immediately, without even thinking about it, I blurted out, I'm a DJ. And the thing was, <laughs> at the time, I had, you know, puberty had hit, so I started getting taller, I started getting a bit skinnier, I was playing basketball um, for, you know, the team. So I would, but I was nowhere cool whatsoever. I wasn't cool at all, I make that very, very clear. But I wasn't getting picked on like I was before. I wasn't like the butt of the joke or anything. So I thought, okay, if I don't follow through with this, everyone's going to laugh at me. Like, you know, anything I've built, I'm going to lose it. So I have to do it. So I was begging my mom, mom, please, I need this. I need this. I need this. And this was just after my father had passed away. So I think my mom was, she was very like, okay, you know, let me help him with this because, you know, maybe we'll just help him just deal with things or just keep busy or something like that. So that was it. Um, that's when I got my first pair of turntables and I started practicing and yeah, that's how I started <laughs> DJing. It was because of a girl. Because of a girl, yes. And yes, before anyone's thinking or wondering, or before you even ask the question, because I know you're such an amazing host, um, I did tell her eventually this story. And uh, she's now married with children. And uh, I think we found each other on Facebook. And they're kind of like, hey, what's going on? Um, this is weird, but please don't freak out. I told her the story. And I said, just wanted to let you know that everything I've done in my life up until this point, uh, whether it's traveling or radio or meeting people or anything, it's because of you. Like you're the reason that my life took this path. And wow. she was like, cool, thanks. <laughs> oh no. Wow. I mean, <laughs> at the same time, like what, what do you even say to that? Oh, that's, of course. That's so, that's such a no. deep thing. Totally. But then I also said like, you know, but the thing now is I've told her and I'm done with it. That's it. The chapter is finished now. You know, it's cool. Mm. But I'm glad I got to tell her because it's it's pretty amazing. You know, the fact I've, I'm on this path because of this one girl that I had a crush on. That's that's awesome. I hope that, uh, like, as I've mentioned before, I hope some of the people who already know who you are, TFBS listeners, are, are learning some new things about you as well. I hope so. Because I, I, I certainly am. I certainly am. <laughs> I hope so. Before we end off the show, this is the last part of the show. Sure. What is something that you haven't learned in school? What is something that you've picked up on in your various walks of life that you didn't learn in the traditional setting of a classroom? It could be a piece of wisdom, uh, a life hack, maybe a green tea tip, something that you've picked up, literally anything that you would like to share that you didn't learn in school. See, now, when I got the notes for this, I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to freestyle it when he asks me because I can't think of anything. And I'm going to be honest, I still can't think of anything. Bad move. <laughs> I know. I did really think so. <laughs> I really was really thinking. I mean, one the the really smart answer, the smart ass answer. Sorry, would be school didn't teach me anything. It did. It did teach me things, but admittedly, I've learned a lot of things not from school. But if I can, what what can I say? This one thing that I've learned, like that, I'm really proud of you because I still couldn't think of this, and I thought, no, I'll freestyle it. It's fine. Something will come to me. It's difficult because a lot of, especially when it comes to any sort of life advice that, personally speaking, that I've picked up on, yeah. it only becomes available to share when the situation presents itself. Yes. You know what I mean? Like when someone, you know, might be sharing how their day is going, if they're going through something or need advice, yes. quite literally, then then it comes to the forefront of our minds. But when we're trying to think of it, there's so many things that we've learned as, as the older we get. It's Sometimes it is a little hard to retrieve that. So you're definitely no, not any different than anybody else. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough question. I like so, to try to stump my list, uh, my no, guests no, every once in a while. Question. No, I think so. No, this is the answer I'll give. The thing I've learned is that we will find strength when we don't, like it will come to us when we don't realize it. In the sense that you are a lot stronger than you think you are as a person. You can go through a lot more than you think you can. Not only in terms of just life in general, I also mean physically, you know, I know, a lot of people don't like to push themselves physically through things. And I know it's difficult to do that, but believe me, you're a lot stronger than you think you are. And even mentally, we seem to have this thing where we 
put ourselves down and we always tell ourselves, no, we can't, we, we can't, I'm not, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can assure you, you can. And my whole life, I mean, even now I doubt myself a hell of a lot. But the thing with me is I have this weird thing where I, even though I'm scared of something, I will still like, I'll be an autopilot and I'll still go through with it. So perfect example. Um, I'm not a great flyer. Like I can fly. If I haven't done it in a while, I get really scared, very anxious. You know, my heart starts beating fast, but somehow I'll be sitting on that plane. I'll get on there. And it's like with anything else, if I'm scared of doing something or apprehensive about doing something, somehow I get the strength to just go and do it. And I don't know where it comes from, but I think a lot of people really doubt ourselves. And when we do that, we tend to be, to hold ourselves back. I'm telling you now, you can do this. You, I, I am a, I'm the physical manifestation of this. Now, there's so many people out there that have gone through so many horrible things. And I'm not comparing my life to anyone else because we all go through our own trials and tribulations. But when I tell people my life story in terms of my dad and my brother and things like that, a lot of people are like, I don't know how I would do it, how I could get through that. But here I am, you know, and yes, I have my bad days, but a lot of the time I do have good days. I'm surrounded by amazing people, yourself included. And the fact that I'm still able to function and still do things, it's a testament that you can do this as well. Like, I promise you, if you feel like you can't, reach out to someone. And hey, if you're a TFBS listener, even if you're not, reach out to me. Like, you know, sometimes you just need someone to talk to or, or listen, you know. And one thing I've learned is we can get through this. We can do it. And don't let anyone tell you that you can't, especially yourself. Hard agree. I hard agree on that. Thank you. Because I've, I've been through things, speaking physically specifically, that, you know, I've done workouts where... Yeah. I didn't think I could do it, and I did. And, and you I'm do like, it. Oh, I should really kind of believe in myself a little How bit. How great more. do you feel when you do it? It's the best, right? Physically, physically not. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mentally, yeah, yeah. mentally I mean, great. Mentally great, though. I mean, you push past I, that that pain barrier or whatever it is to do something. It's it's great, right? That you're ex- pushing yourself. Yeah, and you are you are certainly capable of of more than you know, which oh, is such a, yeah. an interesting thing because. You know, a lot of people are self-aware and, you know, you should know yourself better than anyone else, but you don't know yourself completely, which is a weird thing to say. Again, I'll say that, but you are capable of more than you know. And sometimes, like you said, you need people around you to help you realize that. So furthermore, just surround yourself with good people who push you forward. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I think um, we have a tendency as people just to be comfortable and being comfortable is great, but to, you know, sound very cliche life begins at the end of your comfort zone. I can assure you, you know, great things happen when you say yes. Try to think of any other cliche things that I can say before we wrap this up. Um. <laughs> well, I'll bring up, I'll bring up one of my favorite quotes from Riff Raff, life isn't made to be comfortable. It's true, you know, and I know you've probably heard this a million and one times from other people and from, you know, t- Twitter people or Instagram posts or something, but you got this. I know you do. You have this. You can do it. You can push yourself. Please do. Because the last thing is I don't want you to not achieve your best because you were scared. Please do what you can do. For sure. And on that inspiring note, we will end off the show. Complexion, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I know this was a long time, a very, very long time coming. Thank you for taking the time out to talk to me and whoever's listening from TFBS. What's good? I love you guys. You're amazing. I'll see you in the next show. And if you don't listen to the Future Beat show, I really hope you come by and check it out. Um, Not only is the music very cool, but the community is one of the best on the internet. And I'm sure Creator K can uh, agree with me on this one. The community is just absolutely wonderful. Each and every one of those people brings something so amazing to the Discord, to our social media platforms and just even on the Twitch streams and everything. So please come and visit, come say hi. We would love to have you. Yeah, cosign. Is there anything else that you would like to plug to your listeners? Obviously everything that we've talked about in terms of part two and any relevant links will be at soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell us. You can find them there if you don't know how to Google it. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience before we let you go? I mean, no, not really. I mean, just please come check out the Twitch show, um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, it's uh, twitch.tv, the future beat show, um, soundcloud.com forward slash complexion for TFBS. Um, and yeah, and hey, listen, black lives matter and they always will matter. 
please support small businesses, support local, and be the best you that you can be. Facts. A couple things for me before I sign off officially. Again, soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell if you want to hit up the show notes. Complexion, social handles, all of those relevant links will be there. If you want to follow us, we are at let's show and tell on social on all of them on everything so you can find all of the good stuff that we're doing there we have spotify playlists if you search show and tell on spotify or you can find it at the link in our social media bios if you want to give us a rating and review on apple or show any sort of love please do so it would mean a lot and last but not least if you enjoy the episode share it with a friend as you would share anything you enjoy with a friend because sharing is caring peace So do I invoice Complex? <laughs> yes. <laughs> invoice them for as much money as you want. And let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I'll, I'll, I'll back you up on it. Amazing.